On this week's episode of The Smoke Break, we talk about the intersection between masculinity, feminism, and mental health. We also discuss how being a public figure and a role model makes self-care more important. Episodes release on all platforms Mondays at 6 p.m. And we are live with The Smoke Break. We're here every Sunday from 9 to 10 a.m. on Shady Pines Radio, as well as Pretty Dope Experience Radio. I'm your host, your old pal Zane, here with Zoe Schwartz. Hello. Mike Crenshaw. Peace. And Ryan Danley. What's up? Yo, so I got rid of my hiccups. I don't know how it happened, but we're going to run with it. Hey. So uh, I'm super excited to talk to you both. Um, You both are very big in the community and just two people who I look up to a lot. So um, with it being Women's History Month, I wanted to talk to you all about uh, feminism and what your uh, experience has been over time and really just understanding your place in it and what place you want to hold in it. Hmm. Uh, Okay. So high school, I went to an alternative high school for the latter part of my uh, high school career uh, called Loring Nicolet Alternative School in Minneapolis. And in Loring Nicolet, there were some pretty leftist teachers. It was a small school. We had 30, 60 students total, a lot of one-on-one time, but a lot of um, social justice oriented curricula. So we women's studies was mandatory. So that's super dope. That was my introduction to the concept of feminism. Yeah. Um, And it was combined with a lot of other anti-oppression analysis. So starting to understand that the world's most marginalized people are women are women of color. Yeah. And then it moves up from there, Mm -hmm. you know, indigenous people of color, um, houseless people. Yeah, mm-hmm. black folks. Yes, mm-hmm. right in this country, Native American black folk. Right. Mm-hmm. So these, but then orienting, you know, feminism to start to understand it as a system of oppression that operates on a continuum mm-hmm. that has a deep history that sometimes predates other systems of oppression. Right mm-hmm. now, yeah. in my childlike uh, becoming an adolescent mind, I wanted to know why, why. So I always want to know the root cause of yeah. every, everything. Mm-hmm. And I think when we try to look at the root cause of capitalism or white supremacy, it's easier to identify yes, things. Yeah. When we try to look at the root cause of oppression of women or or patriarchy, it's harder to identify oh, dates yeah. and times. And so it helps me in my analysis to connect the dots as often as I can. So when I'm thinking about feminism currently, I'm thinking about it in the context of systems that harm everybody. Every yeah. human on the planet mm-hmm. and most species on the planet mm-hmm. are harmed by the patriarchal capitalist system yeah. that mm-hmm. we have. Yes. Um, I, I correlate the woman's body and consciousness with Mother Earth mm-hmm. yes. body and consciousness. Mm-hmm. And the harm that we cause to women mm-hmm. that we normalize enables us to be uh, ignorant in the best case scenario. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And intentionally brutal and fucked up yes. in the worst case scenario. Yeah, mm-hmm. Right. Definitely. So mm-hmm. how we treat the planet, how we treat animals, how we treat nature yep. is a reflection of how we treat women. Yep. And yeah. it's interconnected. Yeah. yeah I yeah. really so, appreciate that you said that. I've heard that, but not in the way yeah. that you described it. And that yeah. was really cool. Yeah. Yeah. What about for you, Ryan? Like, what would you say is like kind of been your uh, experience over time? Well, first, I'd like to follow Mike Crenshaw on things because he's <laughs> yeah, way, I was going to say I don't know what I would yeah, say, exactly, but, but uh, good like, luck. What, what Mike said. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, I think um, 
you know, I was fortunate, and this is going to sound really crazy, but I was like really introduced to feminism by my dad. Okay. Um, My my dad is kind of a East Coast uh, liberal hippie sort of guy, and he was always very good at like old school feminism. Like, you know, Mm -hmm. like, um, you know, he was, we lived in a house where like, he definitely didn't. I mean, it's not that it was, there isn't problematic stuff with it, with wound within that at all, but I was definitely raised to believe that like women can do things and bro culture wasn't like a uh, celebrated a, a celebrated thing in my house sure, growing up. So I was fortunate enough to get that. Um, have I always adhered to that? I mean, it's you know, I think you know, knowing and doing can be two different things. Well, and I think that's the, the the thing about it for for me is that like you know, like I I. I try not to say I'm a feminist. I try to say that I strive towards feminism because sure. I don't want to ever get myself into the place where I'm out of damage control yeah. to it. You know, as my, as I got older, you know, like, um, what I experienced and like, and I, and I, and I hate that it is this way, but it is this way is that when I had a daughter, like, you know, like it was, it was, you know, some things were made clear to me and I hate that it takes so many, especially, you know, white straight presenting males, like a personal experience to, to have, to have mm-hmm. these awakenings. Yeah. But, mm-hmm. but, you know, you start seeing things for what they really are. And it's not that I never believed it, but yeah. there's just these like, like blind spots and like things like that, you know, so I, you know, I've really like, I've tried to learn and I've tried to grow with it and, and learn with it and be open with, you know, what feminism looks like and, and where I can continue to, because it's really easy to say like, Oh, I believe all women should make the same amount of money. Well, that, that, there's a lot more to it. Yeah, than believing that, you know that that I mean? should be the case and making pushes it, for that to be the case uh, can be vastly different. exactly. And it's a it's a there's so many micro oppressions within all of it that it's that it's it's different. So where do so where do I stand and what can I be? You know, so I guess that's where I'm at. Yeah, yeah. No, I I appreciate that. That's you know <laughs> that 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 you understand like the different parts of the journey of like maybe understanding initially that like yes, this is I'm doing more than most people but like also understanding that with time that there's more that you can do and once you know mm-hmm. better doing better so sure. yeah um yeah. so zoe uh i'm 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 curious how do i relate to feminism yeah yeah how would you relate to feminism um uh, tell me about it i don't know how do i mean i'm a woman so that's part of it <laughs> sure very important but yeah, part. no i actually really like i like what both of you said but i really liked what mike said about um like the connection to like the way we treat the earth and animals and i think that's for me like my mom always said and my mom was my parents are hippies too they're you know and like i think my mom definitely like taught me a lot about feminism growing up but i think uh specific and my mom was an environmentalist you know mm, she was in okay. agriculture so growing up and i and permaculture and stuff like that and so i just learned i did really kind of learn about it from that kind of perspective even though she wasn't super like outwardly spiritual but there was this really like sense of like we're connected to the earth is my mom was really like centered around that and, yeah. and as i went to school for social work and like when learned a lot more about social justice and just like all, i learned that like um yeah that like there is a direct connection between mm. the way the cultures and like specifically to like in different places you can see a connection between like the way that other marginalized and animals and things like that are treated and there's like it's like a I don't know, like, a, I can't think of the word, but yeah, but I, yeah. So I guess just like kind of feeling like I was indoctrinated into feminism as a young, at a young age. And yeah. I also, I went to some school at some point where they, it was a p- private school and they talked about God. It wasn't exactly a religious school, but they talked about God and they called God he. And my mom told me I got in trouble because I raised my hand and I was like, 
uh, why would God be a man? Like, can we just break this Slow apart clap. here real quick? Slow clap. Yeah, I was like, so I think I was, <laughs> I want to say I was born with it, but I think my mom inst- instilled it in me, but I, there is like a natural part of me that f- feels very strongly uh, like injustice in general, like a strong yeah. sense of injustice, but I always felt very- Well, I'm sure there was different that. ways that like you, you felt like it showed up when you were younger, where it was mm-hmm. like, oh, maybe boys get to be on certain teams and stuff like that. But as you got older, you saw like, oh, this isn't just, uh, you know, they get picked first for this or they mm-hmm. get, we get picked last yeah. for this. Yeah. And I would say like the way now that I'm thinking about it, like the way that I would say that feminism like inner or just like this idea is like body image. I feel like women are beauty and our bodies, like you said, is like so much of our well, it's connected in the same that we're we're valued for those things. And like a lot of my struggles in my life were about my body and like relating to my body. And honestly, like a big part of my mental health struggles were really rooted. Like that was the yeah. thing I put my problems on, you know, sure. so just thinking about how that connection like it, yeah it's just it's really yeah cool to think about but yeah i think it was from a very young age yeah no i i, I was a feminist yeah <laughs> yeah well i i appreciate you sharing that i guess uh in my experience i was raised by two women um but i was also raised with like and this is kind of a weird thing to like even kind of voice is just that like there were parts of uh like the patriarchy that were baked into like my mom's you know mm-hmm. where it was just like even though they were both women there were parts that they identified with of like oh yeah. this is a woman's role or this is how you you talk to these people or this is mm-hmm. so it it was a lot of like <clears throat> i would say it coming from a, a place of understanding initially but like also understanding that there was things that I didn't know. And there was more that I needed to know. Mm-hmm. There's yeah. uh, a, a lot of dominant culture is internalized in all of us yeah. as, mm-hmm. as individuals, yeah. regardless of what our identity is. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I think that's what makes it so difficult um, to be empowered in a sustained way. Mm-hmm. You know, when we fight systems of oppression, because so much of our identity as we grow and yeah. self-reflect and mm-hmm. become wiser you know, if we're lucky to live long enough, mm-hmm. yeah. we see how much of the shit is like just subconsciously part of yep. all of us. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. That makes me think about what you said, Ryan, about like, like you, you don't say you're a feminist. You say you would like you, you aim to be you're a working feminist. towards it. Yeah. And I think that's like some like mm-hmm. makes me think about that idea of like people are like, I'm not racist, you know, or like I'm not sexist or whatever. And it's like, no, you are because we were born in a sexist, racist yeah. culture. We're all we all have internalized of a lot of things. And and our job is to unpack them and to figure out how we're always potentially falling mm. back on those things that we were born into and socialized into. So I think, and I think that keeps us in a place of like active, like mm-hmm. knowing we're not perfect, but we're always striving to yeah. learn more, kind yeah. of, well, you know, or yeah. to undo more. And I think that like once you have decided that I'm not racist, I'm not sexist, I'm not mm-hmm. homophobic, then you stop doing the work exactly. to, you know, break down those systems. Exactly. So I think I really appreciate what you said about, you know, saying saying that it's something you're working towards, not something you've accomplished. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't want to uh, keep hogging shit, but like, I think... F- for those of us who are obsessed and at any point in, in any one of our lives, we find ourselves in these places where we're obsessed with being right. Yeah. Or we're upset. We're obsessed with um, being seen as good. Mm-hmm. And like, we're, we're doing the best we can and we want to be recognized and validated. And there's a lot of insecurity that comes from that, that prevents us from being real with ourselves yeah. about harm. We and cause actually doing ourselves by, by refusing to look at, yeah. you know, Hey, I, it's okay to be accountable for, you know, not being perfect. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
you know, and it's okay to, you know, like, I mean, you're going to think thoughts and you're going to have things and you just have to be in the, you know, you can't like, it's, it's useless to anybody to sit around and that's why I like white guilt and all that. It's like useless. You know what I mean? Because it's like, we, the point needs to be is that like, I need to be a better person yes. and yeah. I need to take, take the, the, you know, the, the things that have been taught to me and mm-hmm. I need to run them through the ringer and I need to yeah. be open to those mistakes my brains make. And I need to, you know, yeah. and I mean, you know, and it, I think for me, it got like increasingly harder because like there's this weird line you run with parenthood yeah. with like there's some quote unquote normal that you want your kids to like how how much of my personal like you know far far whatever ideals do I you know what I mean like I was never like a Christmas person and then I had kids and I was like well I don't want them to not you know what I mean totally. like I, yeah. to not have Christmas and so we started having Christmas and and I you know and there's problematic you know what I mean so how much of these you know where mm-hmm. do you fall into that and unfortunately within all of that you end up still even with even with the idea that like i'm going to hopefully make this world better and i'm staying in damage control there are some concessions that you make in this world to live in like the quote-unquote normal world totally. and and unfortunately within that comes the teaching of a, of more of the same mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. yeah, yeah yeah um well and you had said damage control then that's uh, something i'd heard you bring up a couple times what does damage control look like what is what do you mean by that phrase well, I think damage control is, you know, um, is really ultimately being open to new ideas and new things that you haven't heard and, and to be con- like, to be like in the situation, like, like, I'm like a white guy. I don't want to be like, I don't want to be right about this thing. Like Mike was saying, you know what I mean? Like, I don't yeah. want, I want to, I can get, you know, I mean, I think that, you know, most people have like come a long way in how we look at like gender in the past, the 10 yeah, years, you know, I think sure. a lot of people, I mean, I think we, you know, and it's like. You know, and also, like, there's, like, this point of, like, you know, sometimes maybe, like, it's not even, like, about me, like, everybody's like, well, I think this and I think that. Well, maybe it's not about that. Maybe it's more about, like, the world is what it is and we want to just be here to support people who aren't aren't hurting people. And and it's okay that maybe, like, it, it like it's okay not to maybe even understand how somebody else is feeling and, and you know what I mean? But the empathy can live with with understanding that people are living different lives and yeah. that, mm-hmm. and that so, and that that's where the damage control lives with me is yeah. that like, I have to believe that these people are suffering because they're saying that they are. And, yeah. and, and, and regardless is of, of like my experience with the world and mm-hmm. my things on the view that I can just go ahead and just be like, Hey, you know what? Maybe I don't know everything. And maybe, maybe it's time just to support these folks yep. because this is the best, best team to support. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Sometimes I can't, I find myself in a position where somebody is telling me, hey, you're harming me. And instead of me being able to support them, I get really defensive, Mm -hmm. right? And then what I've been trying to grow into is when I find myself being really defensive, which is like fear-based. Something about what Mm -hmm. they're saying is a threat to like the way I want to feel or the way I want to think about myself, right? So then being able to be, and that's a really uncomfortable thing. So then being, before I react and like lash out at them to protect myself from their shit that I believe they're putting on me, Mm -hmm. it's like, wait a minute, why is it such a threat? Yeah. Because that's where the problem is. They're not the problem. Mm -hmm. The problem is that I feel threatened. So like, let me take some time and look at what it is that feels mm-hmm. threatening. It doesn't have to be anybody's business. Yeah. But that's where I'm going to be able to be like, oh, there's some shit to discover yeah. about right. me yeah. in yeah. there. Yeah, right? yeah be right? curious. After that, yeah. 
I can find some empathy yeah. only if I can do that shit yeah. with myself. Yeah. yeah. Right. But totally. if I'm just reactive and I never yeah. get to check in like that. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. No, no I, I appreciate both of you just yeah. sharing your perspective on that. Just because like I said, you're two people who I look up to. So I, I appreciate you um, just sharing that with our audience as well. Yeah. Word. Cool. Well, we're going to take a real quick commercial break. We'll be right back with the smoke break. We're here every Sunday from nine to 10 a.m. on Shady Pines radio as well as pretty dope experience radio. The candles are lit and the bear rug on the ground is waiting for you. Do you have a special someone that you want to cozy up with? Let them know how much you really care? Well, you can always send them a love song dedication right on the radio. If you submit a song and a sweet message to your sweet thing to the Shady Pines Hotline 220-SP-RADIO or email directly to the Cosmic Taco Beach Shack at gmail.com, we will put your love on the air. And make sure to tune in every Sunday from 3 to 4 with me, Cloud Babe, and Big warrior spread the love and spread some cheeks this year and don't forget to keep it locked on shady pines radio yeah it's weird uh, yeah. <laughs> And we are back with the smoke break. We are changing our commercials next time. I am your host, Cheryl Palzane. You're with Zoe Schwartz. Hello. Mike Crenshaw. What's up? And Ryan Danley. What up? All right. So uh, taking care of yourself. That's that's a, it's a difficult thing, but I feel like it's an even more difficult thing when you're living in the public eye. Hmm. Um, so what would you say like the role of self-care has been for you in being a role model to your community? Um, you know, I got into, uh, working out and eventually training martial arts because I was in a violent lifestyle in my youth. And so mm -hmm. there was some self-care, like a, the, the, the feeling good mm -hmm. and looking good in terms of being in shape was like a side uh, effect, Yeah. um, you know, of, getting into a lifestyle training because I wanted to be a formidable uh, foe. I didn't want to be a victim in the streets, yeah. you know? And mm -hmm. so because of that, now I'm not in, engaged in a violent lifestyle, but I've developed a relationship with fitness that yeah. is mental health like oriented. Yeah. You know? mm -hmm. So if I don't use my body at least three days a week in a way that is exerts my energy, then I don't feel good. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah, that's that's such a, that's the hardest one for me is is mm. is like taking care of myself in that way. But I also feel like it's the thing that will allow me to feel better about myself. Mm -hmm. Um, what about for you, Ryan? Like the the things that you say are are on a platform where people are listening. Like, what do you feel like your the importance of you taking care of yourself so that way you're delivering the message that you want to has has played for you? Well, I, I have some personal experience with this lately, a little bit more. Um, yeah, I, I just recently went through a very uh, challenging, I'm actually still in it, um, emotional uh, situation. And uh been in like an elonged, elongated panic attack. And um, um, I didn't deal with it early on enough. Um, and unfortunately that caused uh, some hypertensive cr crisis and things like that. And, yeah. um, um, 
basically right now, and I've had like a really great response to this. I've, you know, I'm trying to, I'm trying to like take back masculinity and mental health and how they work together. Um, Mm -hmm. Because I still, even though I've been through this before and still, and I can, and I can speak this language a lot. I still, when I start to struggle, still have this like, bro, you got to just, you know, like rub some dirt on it. You know what I mean? Mentality and like, and get over your shit. And like, and unfortunately, um, like that's, it's, it becomes like problematic because it's uh, like going to kill me. Like literally Mm. almost killed me this time. Like the first time I went to the doctor, I had a 220 over 180 blood pressure. He was afraid that like my brain was going to start bleeding. You know, I mean, like, so like literally physically, yeah, if not the other type of killing myself, um, you know, um, because like it's an exhausting thing. So, um, so I'm on this mission right now to like tell everybody and particularly like, like, like guys who are it's like, go get checked out. We don't have to, we don't have to macho our way through all of this crap. Like go get, um, um, I've put out a bunch of uh, TikToks and a bunch of stuff on on social media and stuff, and and um, I've had four different people tell me that they've made doctor's appointments from what. I'm yeah, so yeah, like yeah, that's, yeah. and I'm not trying to pat myself on the back, no, but it but feels. I'm trying to pat you on the uh, back. Well, thank yeah. you, but it feels good because, like, you know, like, like you're not going to win in a battle between brain chemistry and the world. I, you're just not going to win, and like, I don't know, like, and we have all been taught the such terrible ways to take care of ourselves, mm-hmm. and I think that. You know, I think that what we talk about with, you know, with being on a, on a public stage and it's not like, you know, like I'm a famous person or anything, but I have a podcast with a lot of people that listen to it all over the world. I have, you know, everything that you, the bigger your stage, the weightier your words, you know, and, yeah. you know, and, and people would like to think that like, oh, it doesn't matter that what celebrities say and stuff like that, but it does matter because it yeah. does paint. The There's lexicon. somebody listening. Yeah, Absolutely. It, it, you know, it paints what we view of the world, you know, and yeah. how, and how it is. And if we don't have. And if we don't use our stages, however big they are, to say, hey, like, you know what, it's totally okay to be like, I feel anxious and this is going to kill me. I need to go to a doctor and see what they're going to say about it. Yeah. It's totally fine to be that person. Mm-hmm. And if we're not using any of any of our space to, um, you know, do that, I, I think we're wasting it. And Yeah, and, definitely. And, you know, and as things, you know, and as you get better at things and bigger in, and as Mike knows this with hip hop and like, I know this with comedy, especially is like, yeah. it gets harder and the world gets, the world pushes and art is, art is hard, you know what I mean? Yeah. And like, it's, and it's hard on you. And so mm-hmm. you have to make sure that if you're in the positions where we get pressure and stuff like this or not, you are, you're taking care of yourself. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah. 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 Capitalism is, uh is is really challenging you know Mm -hmm. when we're working more for less Mm -hmm. um because of inflation Mm -hmm. right and because of less opportunities for employment and that's a lot of that stuff isn't going to change it's just going to continue to get worse Mm -hmm. and so there's this this metaphor like you know boiling a lobster or boiling a frog where you just slowly turn the heat up right and they don't realize they're being cooked and i feel like that metaphor is apt for the society that we live in in late stage capitalism right yeah um so finding time for oneself when you know if you're in a position of being a provider you know and you support people as a parent right as a partner as as a community member then it is easy to lose track of Mm -hmm. showing up for yourself yeah yeah Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, I yeah. definitely uh, think that like showing up for yourself is the 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 thing that like if you if you're not showing up for yourself, then it's very it's not impossible, but it is very difficult to effectively show up for other people. Yeah. 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 Um, what about what about you? So you're 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 on the you're on the show and mm-hmm. you might be a little bit nervous that, you know, the things that you say are, are being looked at right through that camera. Uh, how do you how do you deal with like self-care and and, you know, maybe your words holding a little bit more weight? Um. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely something I think about. Uh, I mean, I think I try to to take care of myself. I try to like <clears throat> not go out every single night, even though I want to. And mm. it's been hard recently because I'm starting the job, you know, starting a serious real job after going to school and also like getting back into comedy again and like having more opportunities and like producing shows and stuff. And yeah, and it's like I haven't got to go out quite as much, you know. Yeah. Um, but I think it also it's about making space for that. And so it's like, how do I take enough time to myself? where I don't beat myself up for taking that time. Mm-hmm. And and then actually something that we were talking about on the way here, I just thought of Zane is like, I, I really like the idea of like when you're trying to take care of yourself or you're trying to improve your health, I think um, trying to like cut things out or like, I'm not going to do this anymore. I'm not going to do that. I think that just makes us feel bad about ourselves and often just makes us want to rebel. So I think what I like to think about it is adding in more like restorative practices. So like okay. we were talking about that on the way here, like, okay, I know I'm doing too much right now. How do I, what can I add in that will help me feel more rested and restored? And as a result, you'll push out some of the, like too much of the work that you're doing and find a way to relate to your work in a way that one comes across better and two feels better. So you're not just doing your art because you're like, I'm an artist. I'm going to pump out my art. It's like, I actually want to enjoy doing my art. Yeah. yeah, So yeah. So I think about it like that. I don't, but I understand what you mean. I'm not doing all of this either. I just want to say that I'm not always doing all of this. Well, that kind of tracks back to what, you know, what Ryan was saying about, you know, like, I guess knowing that like knowing the language and knowing all of that stuff but actually being able to not just beat yourself up and be like no nah, you're a man rub some dirt in it you know like knowing better and doing better can yep. be two different things yeah. but i i really like what you said about adding in more restorative stuff because like my tendency is when i feel overwhelmed to just take everything away well i have a bunch of stuff and i'm stressed so if i have less stuff then i won't be stressed and it's yeah. like, no, you don't have free you just time. Sprinkle the stress out. Yeah. Now I just, yeah. Now I just, I, I have less stuff, but it's spread over More, a bigger, yeah, yeah bigger space. <laughs> yeah. I think that it takes some sorcery, like some spiritual practice uh, that goes beyond linear, mm-hmm. you know, um, concepts of productivity. Because yeah. a lot of the ways we beat ourselves up are related to productivity, you yeah, know, definitely. and productivity is a capitalist Capitalism. construct, yep. right? Mm-hmm. In terms of individual productivity, Absolutely. right? Yeah. Communal productivity could be a different thing. Absolutely. It could be yeah. a very sustainable way where yeah. we're all yeah. carrying it together, right? Yeah. yeah. But it, we're there's so much pressure on us, you know, to do it all. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Well, definitely. I yeah. I would say like, because we all come from artist backgrounds mm. and most of our arts are very like, unless you're in a hip hop group or you're in a comedy duo, like what you do is mm. by yourself. Yeah. So mm. it's like, if you're not getting out music, it's because you didn't make music. If yep. you're not getting mm-hmm. out, if you don't have new jokes, it's because you didn't write them. Yep. Yep. So I yep. think that, yeah, the, the productivity and just in beating yourself up because yeah, especially when, you know, people are watching, you know, like that's, that's the thing that we always wanted, but it's like almost yeah. as soon as we get it, we're just mm-hmm. like, oh man, like I didn't want you to watch right now. I'm not doing anything. <laughs> I wanted you to look when I was doing a bunch of stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where, where then, and there's there's like fucked up sideways shit people say to you in public, like, 
So what's up with the music, man? Don't tell them those jokes, huh? Like, you're a whole person. I just thought you were this artist that I enjoy <laughs> like, what yeah, you make. It's like, no, yeah. I'm a human. <laughs> well, I mean, and even like the thing that I always have to think about is like whenever I'm just like, man, my favorite artist hasn't released music and mm-hmm. neither of you, Zane. <laughs> <laughs> you don't get to just beat people up yeah. for the thing. That, but yeah, I, I think that like self-care is a really important thing. So um, with the exception of uh, with exercise what are other things that you do to make sure that you're checking in with yourself that you're taking care of so that way you can be the best you naps naps god they're so outdoors great. yeah outside i try to eat clean mm, okay. okay um orgasms <laughs> motorcycle rides in that order yeah, yeah. <laughs> something like that oh, that's pretty that's a pretty good list what about you ryan what uh what would you say are the things that Hope you check in with yourself. Make sure you're feeling good. Well, I feel like anything I say is uh, negated by the fact that I just lost my mind. But what would you? What do you think is I going to help to, you get I, back you know, on track? You know, I will say though that, like, as much as like productivity is a co- like, I I do enjoy staying busy. Um, it keeps me ahead of the demons in in a lot of ways. Sometimes. Sure. Um, I can get really caught in my head. I, I have a lot going on in my head often. And I, sure. so if I stay busy and keep, and keep the synapses relays firing, I can, okay. I can do that. It's when I sit on, it's kind of when I'm oh, too idle. So what I want to do is make sure that the things that I'm doing are constructive and, you know, and, and not harmful to myself. And, you know, I've, uh, like I quit eating fast food, uh, in the, in the past year, I it got so, you know, after comedy, after comedy show, you leave with cash in your hand and so easy just to stop at Taco Bell or whatever. Yeah. And like mm-hmm. that's, and I never feel good after that. Mm-hmm. Um, in the experience, um, I'll still eat like in and out or like uh, fancy. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, don't give me harm reduction. Like, yeah, harm reduction. Level up, level up, ground up faster. Um, but um, um, I try to do that, and I mean, like for me, like I'm trying to read books this year again. I used mm. to, I mean, I read my entire youth, and now I just look at my phone, and you know <laughs> what I mean. And I, and so I'm trying to read 12 books this year. I'm trying to, get, cool. and then I'm also like, I'm trying to like. Like I went to the the DEQ the other day in the middle of a of a that was self panic. Okay, you know I'm what? Listening. I'm listening. I had an expired plate for over a year. Okay, and and it was like causing me anxiety to park downtown. Oh, yeah. Anxiety to like it was the weirdest thing. Mm-hmm. But in the middle of a panic attack the other day, I went to the F and DEQ and then yeah. to the DMV and just got the plates and um, <laughs> and I didn't even have the money for it. I just did it <laughs> yeah, and yeah. like it was like such a relief. Yes. So it's like actually like sometimes like taking care of yourself is actually like like taking care of yourself and yeah. like doing the things that's that doing are doing like, things you're procrastinating, things you're not doing yeah. and stuff like that that are hanging over your heads. And yeah. it's just like why am I dry? like I don't want to get pulled over by a cop. You know what yeah. I mean? All I got to do is just get these plates and get this under control. Well, you were kind of prolonging the anxiety. Yeah. Exactly. You know? yeah. If you were anxious yeah. the first time that happened, you're gonna be anxious the 50 other yeah, times it happens yeah. exactly yeah, yeah. yeah is this worse than the anxiety of going to the deq <laughs> yes. yeah yeah exactly or just yeah so real quick question before we wrap this up um has anybody read supermarket by mm-hmm. logic mm-hmm. so logic made a book mm. it's called supermarket i was like made, uh, wrote. Uh, wrote wrote yeah he created <laughs> the paper he, he made this book and it's it's um uh, it deals a lot with like mental health and mm. uh, yeah, just like even just the idea of like schizophrenia and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. And like me so, as somebody who's been losing their mind, reading this alongside almost my own crisis was like you were talking about reading. And that just very much mm. reminded me of like 
sometimes it is nice to just have a different input, you know, because mm-hmm. there's there's so much that's been written in this world that like if we're not in in taking, you know, almost constantly, then we're just replaying the same bullshit we've been thinking. Yep. So, mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, no, that's awesome. Well, we're going to take a real quick commercial break. We'll be right back. The smoke break. And uh, we are here on Shady Pines Radio as well. It's pretty dope experience radio. Cheers to you, my friends. You're listening to Shady Pines Radio. My name is Nate, and each Friday at 9 a.m., I bring you Burnt Cough, all things Northwest, and tour and acts, only on Shady Pines Radio. Thanks for tuning in. back with the smoke break you are about to watch a live performance from mike crenshaw so i'm so excited for him to bring you some music thank you guys so much for hanging out and uh yeah go do do what you do thank you zane thank you shady pines radio thank you smoke break thank you zoe thank you ryan yeah thank you my people engineering this indeed Bright and brilliant, despite their mental illness, quite resilient. Fight with wit and write this real shit volatility. Low civility, don't let vulnerability lower your agility. This moment is pivotal. Crucial, critical, our opponent is intentional. Brutally criminal to be truthful, our response has been useful and pitiful. Community defense happens when we control the city, though. Perversity, thirstily, worship in emergencies, a constant state of urgency. Crisis creates currency, mass murdering the mayhem, massacres and strife, manufacturing the chaos, the fascist racist right, merchants peddle weaponry. And sell it to all sides, no guarantees with no tranquility. After we all die, hostility. Rage and anger killing me, they commit atrocities, plausible deniability. We must achieve the impossible, believe in our abilities. I'ma look to you and me, not Hollywood or Hillary. Politicians and police, gatekeeping bourgeoisie. Liberation's closer than you think, but y'all ain't really feeling me. It's time to think fast. The movement. Learn lessons from my past. The movement. Organize the class. The movement. Solidarity at last, the movement. Hey yo, it's time to think fast. The movement. Learn lessons from my past. The movement. Organize the class. The movement. Solidarity at last. The movement. Y'all will say we know about that, but what about the love? What about the good Lord and the heavens up above? The heavens up above, they are inside of you. But forget about the essence of the message, tried and true. And to the hell below, we have access to that too. Depending on what you know, how you think and what you do. I'm posted on the radius through surveillance with my crew. To the phone and from the drone, they spy on me and you. Oh, you think I'm a fool, they spying on you too. You think you cool, but they spying on you too. So what you gonna do? What we gonna do? What you gonna do? What we gonna do? It's time to think fast. The movement. Learn lessons from my past. The movement. The movement. Solidarity at last. The movement. Hey yo, it's time to think fast. The movement. Learn lessons from my past. The movement. Organize the class. The movement. Solidarity at last. The movement. 
They blasted on the park right before it got dark I saw the muzzle flash out the window flying spark Fuck the snitches in the arts, they're baiting about marks They aiming at our children, hear the baby in the heart Hold the silence, I'm not promoting violence, there's a science Self-sufficient, self-reliant, efficient and defiant Cheaters left as lions, one of us gets hit Well, three of them are dying, self-control Erosion of my soul, PTSD test me I won't give up before our goals Protect our families, communities and homes That's the weather we find peace Well, that remains unknown It's time to think fast The movement Learn lessons from our past The movement Organize the class The movement Solidarity at last The movement Hey yo, it's time to think fast The movement Learn lessons from our past The movement Organize the class The movement Solidarity at last The movement Hey yo, it's time to think fast The movement Learn lessons from our past The movement The movement Solidarity at last One more time, say it with me It's time to think fast The movement Learn lessons from our past The movement Organize the class The movement Solidarity at last The movement That's on the Earthbound LP, The Movement. Yeah, y'all. It's an oldie but a goodie. It's off the Hope and Danger EP. Called Vampires. Yeah. Government becoming the puppet of corporations Legally turning the planet to plantation You insulated, indentured, or enslaved If they can eliminate your labor, they will do that shit today You an entrepreneur, well, surely there's a way To not have taxes that we pay Pay our way through the grave The processes and practice are what we call fascist Stand for something, stop fronting Quit fronting like you're active Who am I to judge? We got a lot in common, politics and economics You know the human type of problems I'ma follow my heart before I follow sheep to slaughter See, I'ma do my job and try to be a better father I've been working so hard, someone's always working harder What we gonna do if they put hands on a side? I play my role as an artist I'm not trying to be a martyr But I gotta talk about it, not enough of us will bother Hey, hey, ho, ho Vampires have got to go Hey, hey, ho Vampires have got to go Hey, hey, ho, ho The vampires have got to go Hey, 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 ho, ho The vampires have got to go Kick, snare, hi-hat, kick, kick, clap I remember one time someone hit me with a bat It didn't knock me out but I know we wish he had See, that's a metaphor for where we are at They shut up water in Detroit They slaughter or exploit Preparation for the confrontation you can't avoid We painfully endure being gainfully employed A robot took our jobs We on a corner with our boys Now for no good reason It's open season I guess black folks grieving provokes police And I'm consistently scoping out things overseas See, freedom is a verb And I am not afraid of leaving The gentle genocide is the city gentrifies You get kicked Disenfranchise, this is the plan, guys. That the man has devised and disasters to attack you in a pack you can't hide. Hey, hey, oh, oh, the vampires have got to go. Hey, hey, oh, oh, the vampires have got to go. Hey, hey, oh, oh, the vampires have got to go.
pay a human being a fee to do for me what I can get a machine to do for free. You might find it offensive, but it's not in my interest to wind up in a lawsuit for I'm the defendant after paid your pension, your medical and dental technology is cheap. It's not coincidental. I'm international and intercontinental. Ownership, I own the shit. You pay for the rental. Hey, hey, That's how they think, y'all. The they gotta go. go. Hey, Who is it? You know, sing it with me. Hey, hey, ho, the vampires have got to go. Is it? Hey, hey, ho, the vampires have got to go. Got to go. Got to go. Got to go. Oh, it's all good. I think this next joint is called Don't Push. Produced by PSL. Big shout out to the homie. Crenzel. Born after me and die before me. More tragedy and those kinds of stories. With your capacity to defy transforming circumstances from loss to glory again acquisition of that position fact and fiction and impactful wisdom see cats go missing from bad decisions catastrophes cataclysms in this labyrinth of a massive system i didn't get to see you before you went back to prison facts opinions and basic truths you better respect an og that's paid his dues don't push me cause i'm close to the edge i'm trying not to I said, don't push me. I'm close to the edge. I'm trying not to lose, 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 lose. I wish you would have done what I was afraid to do. My own limitations have framed my truth. Total liberation for me and you here. That's the conversation that I came to move. I've been dedicated to a dream like most of my life. Educated through devotion and sacrifice. Focus on hope and acting right. To prioritize passion, you have to fight. And I'm clear about the fact that they want to kill me. Low down, filthy, greedy, guilty. Architects of darkness that are hard to target. Maximum damage before my departure. I'm trying to escape the pain and hate. Hills and powder. Drinks to the base, parasitic bureaucratic draining maze. I praise the end of this dreadful phase. Now don't push me, cause I'm close to the edge. I'm trying not to lose. I said, don't push me. I'm close to the edge. I'm trying not to lose, lose, lose. I think it's time to relocate. Somewhere outside the United States Where we're classified by casting rates And my casting place dictate my fate We gotta visualize and actualize Beyond the genocide and the fratricide I'm trying to emphasize and amplify Simplify and be satisfied They try to hypnotize and pacify De-emphasize what I magnify If you open your eyes, don't ask me why For freedom to thrive, someone has to die I don't do this cause it makes me rich brings me joy when life's a bitch 
I'm not a boy, I survive adolescence. They could not destroy me, so I learned a lot of lessons. They say, dumb it down, make it more accessible. It's too political and intellectual. In order to be a successful professional, you need to be more violent and be more sexual. Pussy dope guns, murdering money, incarcerated niggas, yeah, that shit's funny. Silicon and the Playboy Bunny. Killer drones that turned up dummies down. Don't push me, cause I'm close to the edge. I'm trying not to lose. I don't push me. I'm close to the edge. I'm trying not to lose. Lose, lose, Don't push me. I'm close to the. Don't push me. To the edge, don't push me. I'm close to the edge. I'm trying not to lose, 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 lose. <laughs> okay. Last joint. To the ancestors and all those that came before me that made it possible for me to be here. We come from everywhere with something I don't care. I see, I don't stare. We've been right here for years. Thank you for everything. I say this every day. I wake up and I pray. These are the words I say. Generosity over animosity. Keep it positive, little people watching me. What are the chances? What an oddity, one in 10 billion. I won a lottery, identity physically channeled infinity. Black history embodied the chemistry. Bounce from captivity, announce activity, creativity, the remedy for limited energy. Choice necessity, voice for destiny successfully. Voiced aggressively, raw strength, one tenth of the recipe. Details change, flexibilities, everything. We come from everywhere with something I don't care. I see, I don't stare We've been right here for years Thank you for everything I say this every day I wake up and I pray These are the words I say Visualize your wildest dreams The time is now to Actualize your deepest thoughts Give thanks, go to work, keep my fingers crossed I'm not trying to be deep, but I am not sleep you in the trap, lacking supply and police It is what it is, see the kids gotta eat We get her how we live and we dying in the streets Walls and distractions, bars and imagine Laws of attraction, positive action Bars and compassion, cause and reaction I'm walking my path for the confidence smash We come from everywhere With something I don't care I see, I don't stare We have been right here for years Thank you for everything I say this every day I wake up and I pray These are the words I say I say Thank you so much. That has been Mike Crenshaw and we will be right back with the smoke break after this commercial break. Every Saturday night at 10 p.m. The Shady Pines edition of Stranger Than Fiction with Mr. B.
And we are back with the smoke break. Thank you so much, Mike, for uh, sharing some music with us. Appreciate you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you are. Uh, you're just such, such a uh, amazing artist. The message that you have with every word, it's like you you wrote them with intention. And uh, yeah, I just appreciate that. Thank you. Yeah, brother. that was great. Yeah, for Thank sure. You, so uh, the way we like to usually wrap this up, and I think the way we'll wrap it up this week is uh, the question: What are you excited for? Um, mm. It's a little bit, a little way for me to learn a little bit more about you, folks. So uh, we're gonna start off with Ryan. What are you excited for? Well, I got a bunch going, you know, a bunch of great stuff going on. I, um, um, my podcast, another goddamn horror podcast. Uh, we yeah. just recorded a cool that's episode. A, that's the name of it. Not you commenting on it. Not my comment. Okay, okay, I'm just well, making both, sure. Both maybe. Um, <laughs> it's a, it's another goddamn horror podcast. And, uh, we, uh, um, me and um, some uh, uh, comedian friends from uh, New York City uh, interview people from all over the world about themselves and their music or art projects and yeah. uh, and um, talk to them about horror. That's been going pretty well. So I got that going on. Uh, yeah. Stand up comedy is going well for me. So that's kind okay. of exciting. What's um, uh, what's going well look like? Like more I have bookings. places to do. Yeah. More bookings. Better uh, bookings. I'm I'm uh, you know, I feel like I'm. Uh, you know, like uh, I'm confident in what I, what I have and you know yeah. what I mean? And so like, I'm feeling, feeling good about, and we were just on a great show together. Um, yes. Um, you just booked me, you know what I mean? Look at so, that. Um, so I yeah, so I, at. you know, I got all that going on for me. So that's, uh, and you know, that's, uh, that's a good thing. Cause you know, it takes a lot of work. And when you see success out of the work, it's, uh, makes it a lot easier. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And, make... uh, and mentally I'm looking forward to, uh, just like just got a new therapist and he was cool congrats um, he, have you uh, had yeah. male therapists before um i've had a lot of therapists so they've been kind of a bit the, right. bit the spectrum and uh he um no he's uh he's cool he told me i was high functioning yeah. um so <laughs> i'm just congrats. gonna take that as a win you yeah. know what i mean and um you know and uh it means you're also struggling, but people expect more of you. So that's <laughs> exactly. It's, it's, I'm here to translate. You're yeah, can, can I can I dumb this down a little bit? Um, <laughs> that would be fantastic. Um, but it's um, uh, you know, so I'm I'm excited for a lot of those things. Um, I'm excited to, and lastly, I'll just uh, I'm excited to finish the book I'm reading, which is. Uh, Called uh, Razor Blade uh, Concrete or Blacktop. Razor Blade Blacktop by okay. Scott Cosby. That's mm -hmm. yeah. No, I mean, I like the name. I haven't finished a book in a while. <laughs> mm -hmm. Oh man, man, I I just finished one and I'm like, okay, cool, all right. Now I'm like actually taking recommendations. Right. So yeah, mm -hmm. no, that's super dope. What about you, Mike? What are you excited for? Uh, speaking of books, I'm working my way through uh, an American Family uh, by. Um, Elijah Santi Holy, and we're going to be doing a uh, book event for that book at Powell's Books June 8th. Okay, but well, it's a, this book, book that talks about the Shakur family, S H A K U R, okay, of which uh, Tupac is progeny, right? Mm -hmm. And yeah. uh, Matulu Shakur, Asada Shakur, Zaid Shakur, um, these people who were part of the Black Panthers mm -hmm. and later the Black Liberation Army mm -hmm. and the consciousness in the Black Liberation Movement that they instill, which later was part of the artist that the world came to love is Tupac. But mm -hmm. yeah. it's a it's um a history that a lot of people 
allude to in certain certain circles, but the masses don't understand. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I think yeah. it's really important that the masses understand Tupac's revolutionary li- lineage. You know? Yeah, well, I mean, he wasn't born in a vacuum, you know? Like yeah. The, the, the person that he was was born through the, the people that surrounded him and the situations that he saw. So. Indeed. There's been a transition uh, from just focusing on being a hip-hop artist to being a literary uh, contributor to multiple books. So the next That's book... Cool that I've contributed to, that I co-wrote uh, with the co-producers of the It Did Happen Here podcast. That's dropping late March, and it's the book. It Did Happen Here, the book uh, PM Press is publishing that. And then I have my memoir that PM Press is going to oh, publish, yeah. which is still work in progress. Okay, okay. You know, so when you said, like, I'm, I'm, I don't call myself a feminist, I don't call myself a writer. Yeah. yeah. I'm aspiring to be a writer, but sure. it's it's been nice to be fed and to feed my creativity in ways that hip-hop wasn't and hasn't been able to do. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And to grow into something. Um, and then, I, you know, there's another podcast called Race Trips and Development about racial consciousness and psychedelics. And uh, Sounds sweet. I think there's something I'm forgetting. So I'm busy. Yeah, there's yeah, a lot to look yeah. forward to. So you're excited to, to be yeah. busy. Yeah. Yeah. Indeed. Indeed. No, I, I think that, um, yeah, just what you were saying about like wanting to like being wanting to be a writer or working to be a writer. I mm-hmm. think that, you know, realizing that hip hop has a role in our, our uh, self-expression, but like, it's not the only way we can express ourselves. That's right. Mm-hmm. So yeah. like, I, yeah. I similarly found that um, Avenue through comedy where it was right. just like, there's things that I want to, there's certain things I don't want to joke about. And there's certain things I don't want to make rhyme. Yeah. That's the way I try to like sum it up. It's just like, there's, there's certain things that like maybe might be sadder or heavier and there might be things that like are sadder and heavier that I want to make lighter. So just being able to, to see where each of those uh, areas is for you. I think that's really cool. So you're, you're writing books now. I'm writing books. Yeah. And contributing to books that are being either curated by people. A lot of this is about the anti-racist, anti-fascist movement that my consciousness I, my consciousness arrived as a young person yeah. coming into adulthood as part of that movement. And so a lot of books, because of this move to the extreme right that's happening in this society and other places on earth, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. A lot of people are interested in how we were fighting and responding and um, handling our business in the 80s and 90s. Yeah. Um, and then I, I would be remiss to not mention Crenshaw and Shabazz, These Motherfuckers, is a documentary series with myself and Malcolm Shabazz Hoover. We're going to be riding our motorcycles across the country and interviewing cool people like y'all. Yeah, so yeah. we're going to have to do have you guys on as guests hey, on that. Sick. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Be awesome. no, he's, he's a good dude, too. We had Malcolm. him on uh, We had him on our... That's right. Yeah, our culture in motion. Culture yeah. motion. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. No, that's super dope. Zoe, what about you? What are you excited for? Um, Talk to me. I'm excited uh, mostly for I'm I'm putting on a show again in Eugene on March 25th. Ryan's going to be on it. It's yeah. at Wildcraft Cider Works. Mm. And yeah, I'm excited for that mostly. Yeah. And then also just uh, comedy and life, I think. Yeah. yeah. You have any? <laughs> do you have any like jokes that you've been working on recently that you're just like, all right, this one's been hitting or this one bombed and I thought it was going to hit. <laughs> I have a joke about Lorena Bobbitt that I've been doing that people <laughs> have been really been enjoying. Perfect. Can you share it now or you can't do it? <laughs> it's, it's pretty dirty, but it's like, it's just, essentially it's like about how I feel like the cops spread out to find that guy's missing dick quicker than they uh, look for, you know, other things. <laughs> I basically say, you know, apparently cops care more about, the only thing cops care more about saving than a beautiful white woman is a beautiful white dick. 
But how do you know it was beautiful? Like, <laughs> I don't know if it was. I just am assuming how quickly they found it. They yeah, felt like it had to be a pretty they, they did find it right because they they sold it back. Yeah, and he okay. went on to have a porn career as well. Damn it, the irony. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, no, I. Well, I, I think that <laughs> that's something that I just appreciate about your comedy is just like that. That was stuff I didn't know. Maybe stuff I didn't need to know, but it was also stuff that like you framed it in a way that's just like, yeah, you're right. That is kind of fucking goofy. Yeah. I feel like I should write a joke about the Long Island Lolita soon too because I'm like these stories of like it's like oh this crazy lady did this yeah. horrible thing but really there's like some older creepy dude who's really the creep in the story mm. yeah and yeah. a woman had less power for lots of different reasons yeah. you know and mm. not well just it's important context yeah so that's why I like, like that I think I want to get a little more political with that joke right now I'm mostly just being silly and I can't write a joke with at least a, anything, a gross body part in it because I'm <laughs> immature <laughs> Hey, hey, progression, progression. Well, post mature. Yeah. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, like, yeah. Uh, like, hey, they're not poop jokes. I do <laughs> Yeah, like yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. Can I get some credit? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, that's super dope. Uh, let's see. Um, what am I excited yeah, what are you for? Excited for? What today? am I excited for? Um, I'm excited for this episode to, yeah. to release. Yeah. I'm excited to shoot another episode tomorrow with Amani. Oh, yeah, we are. Yeah, 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 I know. All the stress that we just got through today, we're doing again tomorrow. Okay, it'll be fun. It'll be fun. Um, I'm just really excited to have the musical portion of it just mm -hmm. because there's so many dope artists that I didn't get a chance to showcase when I was doing a music podcast mm -hmm. that like now I have a chance to be to be able to talk to them about the things I want to talk to them about and showcase the music that I want to showcase. So yeah, thank you so much for, for being one of those artists. I'm honored. Thank you both for yeah, having yeah. me. Appreciate yeah, you. Appreciate y'all. Um, and it's good to see you. Yeah. And, yeah. and this, this matchup, this was, this just had to happen. You know what I'm saying? No so I, I appreciate both of you. Um, I'm excited to talk to more people about more stuff because every one of these episodes, I get a little bit more perspective on on my own situation through the lens of people's stories. Mm -hmm. So um, that's something that I've I've really I'm really excited. We've been having a lot of success with uh, our clips and stuff that we've been yeah. releasing. I was gonna say you should be excited about the clips you've been putting so much hard work. Into. Yeah, yeah, I've been getting good at video editing. Yeah. That's oh. something that I never really messed around with, yeah. but mm -hmm. I was just like I, I'm watching it actually pay off. So yeah. it looks good. Like you were yeah. saying putting in that work yeah. and being able to watch it all pay off yeah. is uh it it's it kind of reinvigorates you and you're like oh now i remember why i'm doing this like i'm going to sure. do it regardless but like to see that people are connecting with it in the ways that they have is, absolutely as yeah it's been it's been huge um and then i'd say the other thing i'm excited for is uh i've been reading a lot of self-help books mm -hmm. uh those are hard to get through um I I think a quote that I heard from a movie is you can't help yourself because yourself sucks. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> thought it was a good point. Sure. Uh, I think it was dodgeball or some shit. I don't know, but <laughs> it stuck with me. It stuck <laughs> with me. But I I think that you know that a lot of us do have the answers ourselves. It's just mm. kind of being asked the right question that helps us arrive at that answer. Mm. So for me, self-help books are, are kind of the thing that helps me reflect, analyze, and, you know, maybe just make more sense of my situation. Mm -hmm. I think anything where you can glimmer, like, one piece of, like, like interesting <laughs> philosophy from anything yeah. that, that matters, like, is, mm -hmm. is a net positive, you know? Yeah, I mean, absolutely. It's like, I don't need to connect with the whole book. I need to connect it, with a part it, of it. Right, that just says, hey, like, you know, like, you know, I've been sober for a long time and I've done a lot of different things around that. And there's a lot of great things that I've that I've picked up from places that you wouldn't even necessarily, like, that I that on paper I don't agree with. Yes. Um, but I can also sit here and say, no, I learned this there and that this is, this yeah. is, uh, yeah. this has been 
been okay for me. And yeah. It's something that, you know what I mean? And to disregard. If I can ask, was, is it like kind of in reference to like the AAs and NAs where it's just, they get kind of preachy and you're I, I, like, I'm, I'm, okay. I'm actually, I'm better in the recovery rooms than I am in other aspects of recovery, to be honest with you. Like, like there's just a lot of different types of recovery. Yeah, and, exactly. Um, I have found a lot of success in, in the, in the rooms as they call them, um, because they've been, you know, they're there and they're free and they, yeah. and it's, and, uh, if you can find good spaces in recovery yeah. that they, they don't think they have all the answers to things that they don't, you know, and, yeah. um, um, and there are, you know, you know, we, I mean, I mean, we could have a whole, co- a whole podcast about this uh, <laughs> subject in general, but there's other things where, whether it be religious or whether it be, whether it be, um, hokey self-help books or or weird new agey sort of things that yeah. like i've had to like you know if the you know the, any port in a storm sort of thing like you know if you're struggling and there's information out there and some of those things that you have to like you know and most of it all boils down to like self-reflection and taking care of yourself kind of yeah. like what we're talking about today well, yeah. that's i i appreciate you both coming here and, and sharing with both of us this has been an excellent yeah, episode we appreciate both of you so much yeah. Yeah. thank you yeah, yeah. well yeah. that has been the smoke break uh we're here every sunday from 9 to 10 a.m on shady pines radio as well as pretty dope experience radio i'm your host Joel paul zane here with zoe schwartz bye mike crenshaw peace and ryan danley Thank y'all so much.